Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone, just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. What is good? What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Ferris Montana, and welcome to another edition of LGR and Reviews. This week, this edition, it is the road to Creed 4. We are reviewing, no, not Creed, sorry, Creed. My bad. I'm thinking <laughs> John Wick 4. John Wick 4. I was on my Creed. Sorry. We've been we've been reviewing the Rocky and Creed movies for a bit, but we're now reviewing John Wick on the road to John Wick 4. But I'm not reviewing it by myself. I'm reviewing it with my main man. Graphic extraordinaire, the man who owns the best hair, the east side of the Mississippi. Alex, Alex, how are you, my man? I'm doing good, Ferris. How are you doing, man? I'm doing swell, brother. I'm doing swell. John Wick, you love John Wick? It's pretty good. It's pretty good, ain't it? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Before we talk about John Wick, I want to I want to remind everyone to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell to get all our video notifications. They usually come out at 3 o'clock, but sometimes they come out at different times. So make sure to keep that bell icon on to know when the videos drop. As well as, like you heard in that video, we do have a Patreon. I'm going to tell you all, I'm going to break it down real quick because for the audio feed, you already didn't see the video. So I'm going to tell you, the audio feed, I I, I still love you. I still remember you. It's just I, I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. But to the audio feed, uh, we, have, we have four tiers, range from $1 to $15. $1 is the Discord tier. You get into the Discord, but you also get an, a Patreon-only show, LGR After Snark. Um, we have a couple episodes out. Uh, we, they just filmed an episode with Josh and Danny's fiance star. I kicked off season two a couple weeks ago. It's a it's a show just for the patrons. You talk. It, it's for the patrons, pa- like for the patrons. Patrons show up on the show. They talk to Danny and Snark for like an hour two hours, three hours, you name it, you guys talk about it, and it's for you guys. Then there's a $5 tier. It's entrance. It's our it's our, it's our, our replay, watch-along um, entrance to Pick'em League's fan, uh, March Madness Challenge tier. Currently, we're doing a March Madness Challenge. $5 and up patrons get entry into that, as well as $5 patrons get the unedited uh, watch-along recap uh, reaction to the shows that we watch. We just did one yesterday. Uh, to Mandalorian episode three, it was me, uh, Justin, Matt, Adelia, with two other uh, ten um, with, with the patrons, and then you guys get to, and the five dollar patrons get the replay. But if you want to join those reactions, join the ten dollar tier. We actually watched it with ten plus ten dollar tier plus members, uh, Brandy and Sean. It is the LGR family for a reason. You also get entry into our fantasy football league. Uh, that's com- that's coming back up in March and in, uh, in in the fall. So, but it's the LGR family because we we watch. You know, like 
Like, you know what? You remember back in the day, you know, you'd come home and you'll be like around five o'clock. Everyone's home. Your dad, your mom, your brother and your sister and you probably your other brother. And y'all sit around the TV and y'all watch when y'all watched the, fa- the the popular show in America. That's what that tear does. We watch it together. We are a family. We watch it together. That's why. Then we have the $15 tier, which honestly, I think it's one of the best tiers we got. It's the best tier. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bloviating, Alex. You are the executive. You dictate content on this channel. You request a video. We make a topic on that video. You may be on it. You may not be on it. It depends on what you want to do with that with that video. Brendan Marr just requested me and Danny. Unfortunately, Danny couldn't make it because of the thunderstorm, but me and Brendan ended up talking about the Oscar wins that made us feel good. That was his topic, and me and Brendan sat there for an hour and talked about how much what Oscar wins made us feel feel good in our hearts. And it was a great conversation, and he was on it because he it was his video, as well as you that's once a month by the way once a month we do a video for you any of the any of the patrons that's for you then another thing brendan did uh yesterday was he cashed in his once a once a month appearance on any show on the lgr networks yep he said i want to be on entertainment news break tuesday and he's like boom got you brendan and that was him cashing in for the month he has another one next month we'll see what he wants to cash in for that so join the Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network and pick a tier you love. But now to the task at hand, we are reviewing John Wick on the road to John Wick 4. Here is what we're going to talk about. Alex, the basic info of John Wick. Where did you watch it? When did you watch it? How did you find it? Tell me, Alex, where did you get John Wick, man? John Wick fever. Tell me. Honestly, I had no idea what this movie was initially. I thought it was like a, a reboot or a long-awaited sequel that came out that was from like uh, a movie that came out in the 90s or something. I was like, John Wick, is this is this a character I, I'm supposed to know about or do I even know? And mm-hmm. I ne- I didn't get to see it in theater, sadly enough, the first one. But I did catch it on cable and I watched it. Um, and We'll talk about our overall thoughts about it. But I was like, man... Keanu Reeves seriously kicks ass. And this is before I saw the matrix and speed and all those other movies that I really enjoy as well. But, um, so you watched John wick first. Yeah. Wow. Continue. Yeah. Continue. Uh-huh. Um, but n- no, man, I was, uh, I was kind of entranced by the whole film and what they were able to do. And I don't want to give anything. I don't want to give too much away about my overall thoughts, but, um, Ferris, what about you, man? What did, what did you see? What, what did you first see this movie? I saw a report. I don't remember which. I was perusing the news. I saw a report that Keanu Reeves is coming out with a new action movie. And if you don't, if you know me, <laughs> and if you don't know me, I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. People, people talk a lot about how he's not a very good actor and he doesn't know how to act. I'm like, no, he knows how to act in the films. You, he knows how to act. In certain that act, yeah, 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 because you know he was he was he was I think he was quite good in uh, much to do about nothing. He was very good, uh, you know. It, he played an airhead in Bill and Bill and Ted. Is it Bill and Ted? It's been Bill and Ted, right? Bill yeah, and Ted, Bill and Ted. yeah, he played an airhead very well. People love him as an airhead because he knows how to play an airhead. Um, he was very serious in the Matrix because, like, even too with the Matrix, he felt kind of bewildered, kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Like, because you know what. 
You would be too if someone just like unhooked you from the mainframe. You would probably be like, wait, what? What? Huh? You would mm -hmm. be confused and distraught and don't know what the hell's going on. Like you would be too. So that's what how we played it. There's other yeah. films, you know, that are eh. But yeah. in this movie, he was pretty. I, I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. So I didn't, I don't think I watched it in theaters. I don't think I did. I don't remember. I think I watched it at home somehow. I think it was on Netflix or HBO. I don't remember. I don't remember because I don't think I watched it in the theater. I don't think so because I rarely go to the theater, unfortunately. I'm, John Wick 4 is going to be the first film I watch in theater, actually. It's going to be the first John Wick movie I'm going to watch in theaters. Um, so... I was just like, this movie's awesome. This movie's <laughs> awesome. And and then and then and then we're gonna talk about who um it, I was just like in awe because like because it was a lot of practical action. So like that's that's where I liked it. So Alex, you know, stats on this movie actually, it made eighty six million dollars on a twenty to thirty million dollar budget. There was that. And so it made it made a pretty hefty penny. It made Probably fifty million, probably forty million, um, sixty million. We we don't really know, depending on what was in the full budget. It's probably more to thirty, so probably made fifty some odd million um, profit. Um, you know, because it was it was kind of a, it was it was by Lionsgate. Lionsgate doesn't give out a lot of hundred million dollar budgets. No, they so don't. So you can you kind of had to make make do with your film. Mm -hmm. Um. So the stars of the movie, like we said, was Keanu Reeves. But there were other stars that showed up in this movie, Alex. Um, none other than uh, Green Goblin himself, Willem Dafoe, showed up. Um, Michael Nyquist. Um, apparently, he was a big... I didn't know nothing about Michael Nyquist. All I know, Michael... When someone says Michael Nyquist, I think of, like, Vigo from John Wick. Apparently, he had a, a full career before that. I apologize to you, Michael. I'm so sorry. Rest um, in peace, we had, by the rest way. in peace. That, yeah, rest in, God rest his soul. I think believe this was his last role, actually. No, I think he had some on, ones before, but I I didn't notice this until later because I saw those movies. I saw these movies later after John Wick, but uh, mm -hmm. he was the villain in Mission Impossible Four. Ghost Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I, know that. I was I was I was wondering if it was the third one or the fourth one, but I remember no. Philip Super Hoffman was the, it's the third, the third one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice for Michael Nichols. And then we uh we uh we have Andrea Padalecki. Um uh she's in this movie as as plays by Miss Perkins. Mm -hmm. Uh Andrea is a um legend in the TV world. She plays forgot her name. Um uh Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. What's her name? What's her name? Friday Night Lights. Her name, her name. Uh, she plays. Come on, what what's her name? She plays Tyra Collette. Oh my God, how did I forget that? She plays Tyra in Friday Night Lights. She's also uh one of the co-stars of the Orville. Well, this was pre-Orville. Now she was the one of the co-stars of the Orville. Um, she oh, okay. she's she yeah she plays a big role, as well as the man who kicked off the movie. Uh, Reek himself. Theon, whatever you want to call him. Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen knows how to play a dang. Uh, uh, he knows how to play a, a horrible person, Alex. 
He pretty yeah, damn well. It's pretty wicked. Pretty wicked. Pretty wicked. Um, the directors of the movie were David Leach and Stas Tehelski. Alex, there's actually a connection between them and Keanu Reeves, actually. What, what, what is that connection, Alex? So it's funny. Um, both, well, Chad Sahelski and David Leach, they're both stunt coordinators and stuntmen. And um, they both worked on uh, previous films that feature Keanu Reeves, such as The Matrix. And fun fact is Chad Stahelski, who went on to direct the rest of the John Wick films, um, single-handedly, he, he was a stuntman for uh, Keanu Reeves in those Matrix films. And he had a little small cameo in the last Matrix film as well. If uh, if you watch the Resurrections movie that came out like two years ago, yeah, he, doesn't he play? He plays Command Moss's yeah. husband. Yeah, yeah. And fi- yeah, by the way, we did we did a whole review recap series on the Matrix series. I was featured in that, including uh, Dagan. Dagan. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. A little free plug. So there's that. There's actually a, a lot of Matrix connection, Alex. Uh, fun fact. Uh, in 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 the John Wick movies, like you said, you know, also later on, um, Lawrence Fishburne shows up. But also Absolutely. in the yeah. in the first film, we're gonna talk about it a little bit more. The Doctor, who who's stitching up John Wick, was Randall Duck Kim, who played the Keymaker in Matrix Reloaded. Oh, shoot. that's him. Yeah, oh, that's wow. him. There's, yeah. There's another Matrix connection to the John Wick movies as well as the action pieces. There's a lot of fun facts about the if John Wick, man. Like I said, now let's break down to the writers. Uh, the writer is, uh, who is the writer's name again, Alex? Uh, Derek Kolstad. De- Derek Kolstad. Fun fact, actually, this is a fully original screenplay. Yep. It is not an adaptation. It is not um, taken from certain things. The story is, it came from the mind and onto paper. That's what it was. It wasn't like people talk about like, oh, why does Hollywood, you know, they need to do more original screen and more original ideas, original ideas, original ideas. Here's an original idea. An original idea. And guess what? And guess what society in Hollywood did with that original idea? They're on movie four. Yeah. So don't tell me people don't want original stories. Don't tell me all we want is men in tights flying around. Don't tell me that. Because I love those movies as well. They I'm love big, original I'm, stories. They love original stories as long they as love original stories. Well. As long as they're told well. Exactly. And, and Derek Col- well. Derek Colstad did that. He started working on it was him and actually the writer found Keanu first, then they found the directors, actually. So there was that. So Col Colstad started on the spec on the spec script. Originally the movie was called Scorn. It's called hmm. Scorn, right? It was called Scorn. And then Colstead was shopping it. He was shopping it. After a few studios showed interest, he sold to the Thunder Road Pictures because they were promised to make the movie as soon as possible. Although Wick was originally written as a much older retired hitman, Colstead revised the script once Thunder Road purchased the rights to make Wick younger and apply some changes the studio wanted, aided by Keanu, who also helped revise the script. Um, it's not... Ba- so... The character's name was John Wick. The movie's name was Scorn. And then they dropped Scorn and called the movie John Wick. Yeah. I think a so great wild. choice by Derek and a great revisions by Keanu Reeves as well. So there is Absolutely. that. And then, you know, we have a couple of producers, um, well-named producers of this movie. Uh, none other than uh, Miss uh, Eva Longoria helped produce this movie. 
I don't know how intimately involved she was. Probably just her production company. I don't recognize anyone else but her uh, of the producers. So every time I see produced by and then I see Eva Longoria's name, I'm like. Queen. David Leach. David Leach produced it as well. well. Of course. Yeah, David Leach produced it because technically him and uh, him and uh, Chastelsky can't direct movies together. It's a it's a SAG thing where you have to apply together or like be brothers something like that you know like the daniels and lord and miller the cohen brothers you know what i mean the huge daniels are not the daniels are not actually brothers no they're not brothers no i know so like they they had to apply together to do it together you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like the cohen's can do it because they're brothers you know they're they're brothers the hughes brothers could do it like lord and miller applied together so they're now it's directed by lord and miller you know kind of like trade they trademarked it pretty much yeah they try and kind of trademarked it um, Alex, now let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the movie. Um, what is your favorite scene in John Wick? There's a lot of them. Um, but really it I mean it all kind of comes down from the idea and the concept of what this film is about, what it stems from, this hitman assassin that comes mm-hmm. out from um out from the shadows. Or, you know, he kind of puts his bootstraps back on um, essentially for revenge. And uh, it's a very personal story in which I think makes this movie a lot more palpable than I think some of the other John Wick movies. But not to say that they're not good. The other ones are not great. But this one uh, really puts its foot, put, puts it foot, its foot down and really like it, it hooks you because you're like, I feel for this dude. I feel for what he's doing and uh, maybe not in the right, right way, but you know, it's an action film. So go along with it. Mm-hmm. I, my favorite scene probably would have to be like the club scene. Cause Ooh, um, yes. well, first of all, you know, the action here is really, is, is done amazingly well, especially by these guys who are stuntmen for the matrix. So they knew what they're doing. Um, but also the music in this film, I think is just, it's, it's, it's great. I love the aesthetic of it. It's rock meets disco meets EDM. It's it has its vibe, you know. It has this one vibe, and I I really enjoy it. What about you? What's your uh, uh my favorite you? scene? Um, it's uh they just okay. They're driving the car to to John Leguizamo's um spot. And I quickly realized that Alfie Allen is a, uh, you know, when he says my, my, my father owns you, you know? So I'm like, okay, criminal overlord boss. Okay. Got it. And then he slaps the living shit out of him. Like he punches him. And I'm like, you don't do that to the overlord's son. That gets you killed. That gets you killed. If you do that to somebody's son. And then the, the criminal Overlord Michael Nyquist calls John Leguizamo and says, I heard you hit my son. So I'm like, oh, he's they're about to kill John Leguizamo. They're about to kill him. And then he tells him, look, why did you hit my son? And he tells him, um, it's because he stole John Wick's car, Vigo. And Vigo, Vigo just says this. Vigo just says this. Mm. Oh. And hangs up the phone. Right away, Vigo's like, I forgive you. Yeah. I forgive you. The criminal overlord says, 
good decision because he knew what just happened. He knew what just happened. And it's like, oh my God. It's all hell's going to break loose, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Some bad's going to happen. And then it kind of like, I'm going to be rich. So I'm, I'm going to cheat a little. I'm going to cheat a little. I'm adding no one more scene. And then that kind of dovetails into the scene with um, Mayhem from the Allstate commercials. His name is Avi in the in the movie. And and then Avi's like, what 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 a, what a who cares? You know, and like, you know, and and um Michael Nyquist's character Vigo goes on to this spiel about who John Wick is. Yeah. And it's corresponding with John breaking cement in his in his uh in his uh in his house. It's and fantastic. He, and he's like, and he's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, and he's like slamming it. And he's like, so, and then I think, I think Avi says, so he's the boogeyman. No, <laughs> he's not the boogeyman. He's the man you send to kill the boogeyman. So I'm like, oh snap. And then, and then at the last moment, John finally breaks us. And he's like, Aah! and he like yells and he like, he moves, moves all the rocks. The, yeah. And moves all the yeah. rocks. And you know, he opens it and I'm like, Oh, oh God. Well, who is this? Who is this John Wick? Who is John Wick? Who is this dude? And then you find out more who John Wick is. That those are my two favorite scenes. It's a great scene. It's yeah. it's it's up there. I mean, even uh to jump off of that, and as he keeps telling his son about who this guy is, mm-hmm. my favorite lines from that, and that that one is um the one about him sending, he's the guy you send to kill the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. But the one when he talks about um, he killed the three guys with the pencil, but then goes on to say the bodies we buried that day yeah. lay the foundation of what we are now. Exactly. I, I love I love that mm-hmm. line. It's a great. Line. I once saw him kill three men at a bar with a pencil. With a pencil. <laughs> a pencil. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how do you kill a man? How do you? And then and then okay, then later on in, in, the, in the sequels, we see it. Yeah. And I'm like. Spoiler, but yeah, it's it's not spoiler, Alex. We're on the road, man. Hey, no hey, they, no one knows when it's coming. That's the thing. No one knows yeah. when it's coming. No one knows. So no one no, knows, man. No one knows. That shit is amazing. Um, so uh, Alex, can we talk about like what was some of your favorite lines or or quotes from the movie that that you uh that you were like hey, that's pretty nice. That was pretty nice. Is this movie quotable? Do you think it, there are lines that are that are phenomenal quotes in these movies? I think. That scene that you were referring to uh, as one of your favorites, I think that is one of the most, probably the most infamous scene from the first movie, mm-hmm. especially with those lines. Um, uh, there's also the line about when he's like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. But this also applies with another scene I really like is when after all the Russian guards come to his house and um, mm-hmm. you find, you figure, and this is also applies to the, to the world building of, the continental and him being a hitman, he says uh, dinner reservation for 12, which meaning that means that, you know, and then you see later on when they're in the hotel, Miss Perkins tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. And he's on the phone with Lance Riddick. He's like, would that be a dinner reservation, sir? He's like, I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And the dinner reservation, meaning cleaning up all the dead bodies. And um, I, I really like that line. I think that's, I think that's a uh, quotable line. I think he says, um, uh, um, I'm calling to re- uh, for a reservation. How many, sir? 
um, twelve. Yeah, twelve. Got you. And then yeah, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily know if that's quotable, but it's just it's a memorable moment that I really enjoyed. Um, But I think the one the the scene that you were referring to earlier with Vigo, I think those have some those are some very quotable lines there. Yeah. One of some of my. uh, I don't think this movie is very quotable. I personally don't because it's not. It's not a. It's it's a it's a it's a hardcore action film. It's, a, it's yeah. got great lines. It's got it has great, great lines. lines. That's great lines, but it's not quotable. It's not like you know, get to the chopper or or that's one ugly mother lover. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's not like you know. I just predator. I just quoted predator basically. <laughs> I'll have what I'll have what she's having. You know, I'll have what it. she's having. Like it's not like that. Yeah. Um. But there are, oh, I'm trying to think. I'm really trying. I'm really trying hard to think of a line that I'm like, ooh, yeah. Um. My favorite thing is uh. When he's murdered all of them and the cops show up. And that interaction with uh. Jimmy, Jimmy, he's like, and Jimmy's like, "How you doing, John? Like, how you doing, Jimmy? Yeah. Um, uh, noise complaint. Noise. Yeah, noise complaint. Um, you working again, John? Nah, just working through some things. Okay, yeah. John. That." Yeah. That 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 was awesome. And clearly the door was open enough to where he could see. He saw the like, body. No, he foil. saw the body. He I'm saw Jimmy saw the body. And Jimmy yeah. was like, All right, John. And he's like, All right, Jimmy. And he closes the door. That, he, that was that was pretty that, funny. That's an example of showing world building without actually yes. saying it. You know? Yeah. So the cops know. The cops know these people are assassins. Yeah, you know what I mean, or they know who John Wick is at least, you know. So the cops know. So like, yeah. there's an ecosystem, you know. There's an ecosystem, right? Yeah. And and you're right, Alex. Just little nuggets of world building. Just little nuggets. Let's talk about the the nuggets of world building, Alex. The rules of the continental. Um, the the I I tasked him with an impossible task so we could get out. You know what I mean, like. Like, what was this impossible task? Like, what was it? What's the continental? Are there more than one continental? Um, is there, there's more than one assassins. You know, there's, there's Andrea Padalecki. There's Marcus. There's John Wick. There's uh, Harry, who's played by Clark Peters, a.k.a. Lester Freeman, real murder police, The Wire. Um, you know, there's Sharon, played by Lance Reddick. Um, you know, there's Ian McShane, plays Winston. Like, like Winston, how yeah. deep? What's the gold coin represent? You know what I mean? Because they operate in gold coins. Like, like what's this number? So, like, there are nuggets everywhere, man. There are nuggets. It, when, when you rewatch this movie and you and you 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 they start they they show you the nuggets. But when you first watch John Wick, you're like, that doesn't mean anything. And then you now those nuggets mean a lot. They mean a lot. They build up. This, they, yeah, they yeah. hold up. Um, and, and you just add an extra layer of to it you know what i mean and i i quite enjoy it i quite i quite enjoy it now alex oh who do you okay so you're probably our favorite character is john wick okay probably of course yeah good but now i'm, I'm gonna change the question who's your favorite character not named john wick 
someone else. Someone else. I'm taking John Wick off the board, Alex. Who do you like the most in this movie? Well, I'd have to say, and I, I think we were kind of talking about this before we started filming, but you know, I think Marcus is the MVP here, played by William Dafoe. Um, I think mm -hmm. he just comes in clutch sometimes, you know, and you think that um, there's certain cases where he might, you know, because in the film, the co a contract goes up against him. And, you know, he's in the hotel and everything like that. So it's um, it's difficult to predict what he's planning on doing. But then, you know, he he comes to his funeral, comes to his wife's funeral. And it kind of shows that empathy and that side of him being like, I care for you, even though I got a contract for to kill you. Then later on, you know, shit happens. But um, he's pretty swift. And uh, I, I, I like this character a lot. Mm hmm. What about you? Marcus, Marcus, that was a great character. Um, my favorite character, not named John Wick, is Michael Nyquist. He's pretty good, uh, too. Vigo. Vigo's my guy. Vigo is my guy. Because you see it in his in his eyes where he knows his son's gonna die. His son's dead. Yeah, son, he knows his son's dead because his son pissed off the wrong man. He, and he just kind of like says, and he hugs him. He's like, <sighs> he's like, good luck. And he tries <laughs> to stop yeah. it. He tries to stop it by asking Marcus to kill John Wick. Marcus didn't do it. Um, But he knew it. So like, he knew his son was going to die, but then he knew he had to do something to not look like you just allowed your son to die. You know what I mean? So he, he proceeds to then, you know, kill Marcus. Full spoiler alert: He kills Marcus in the in the movie because he said if you if you kill John Wick, my son would still be breathing. But Marcus was like, "You should have, you know, you pulled the contract." But he said, "But when it was there, you, you know." And it's yeah, great yeah, yeah. scene. It's a great scene where he says, "But when it was still there, you had every chance." And you know this his this he steals the show. Michael Knight was the scene where he like I said where he's saying, "This is the Bobby Yaga." This is the guy you send to kill the boogeyman. And he just like tears it up. Just like rips the scenes of to shreds in a good way. Like he chews up this. He just takes over gravitas. And then there's the scene where, you know, you know, he's so they all show up to the church and they're all trying to get away. And John's like unleashing bullet hell on them. And uh, and then, you know, they they abduct him. And they're choking him out. And Marcus kills those guys. And then Michael Nyquist is driving away. And Keanu then shoots like a shot shotguns at the door. And then the guy crashes. And then and then J John hops up on and he like shoots the shoots the driver. And he's about to shoot Vigo. And Vigo's like, oh, all good, all good, all good. Hey, 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 hey. Good, good, good. He's at 434. Wallace way that's what, and he rats his son out he just rats his son out he's like don't kill me don't kill me if I if I tell you where he is don't kill me and then rats he's like good and then and then he goes and kills his son and Michael I'm just I'm just laughing at Michael Nichols I was like this man was terrifying and funny at the same time you know he, it's like he, he has a he lot of like out. he has he a lot of nuances to his character that you like you pick up after watching again 
you know, when he's talking about how what you did, like about the pencil thing, he like throws his hand up against mayhem just to play with them. Mm -hmm. Then there's that scene towards the end when they're driving in the car and uh, he plays with him about giving him a gun. Yeah. And then whenever he gets pulled over or not pulled over, but he gets uh, stopped by John with the shotgun, he's like, help. <laughs> so no, it was funny. The yeah. funny scene about but when he was playing playing with him with the gun, Alex. That's that's Vigo realizing I'm gonna die. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Yeah, I, I, like you know you're dead, so you're just like fucking around, like you're you're like messing around, like I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, give me the gun. And he's like, and then he's like, and he's like, and he's like, says in rushing, and he's like, and then Avi's like English Vigo, and he's like. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> it's like... And what's what's interesting as well about Vigo is that, you know, he is not begging. I mean, he kind of does it at the beginning, but he doesn't completely beg John to not kill his son. But mm-hmm. he like he's he's he he um like realizes it like he's going to die. Yeah. And there's nothing really I can do about it, but I can try my best. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. Yeah. You're, you're that, dead. You're that dead. line, you know, yeah. the. The, he's the guy that sent to go kill the boogeyman. I mean, that kind of, that kind of just, that idea revolves around this entire film of who this person is rising from the rising from the ashes, essentially. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention too, which I thought was well, before very that, Alex. Before that, I just want to remind everyone to uh, subscribe to the channel, guys. We're, we're at 121, 22 subscribe, 821 to 22 subscribers. Uh, we're trying to reach a thousand before the end of the year. So make sure to share this link, subscribe, like this video, as well as turn that notification bell icon to get the notification of these videos when they drop, usually at 3 o'clock Pacific, um, 6 o'clock Eastern. Um, I forgot to say that earlier. I apologize. Uh, but we do release other videos at different times, so make sure to turn on that notification bell. Alex, break it down. What's up? Um, so what's really cool about uh, – I was kind of thinking about watching this was like, okay, so – He's going to this hotel, right? And then we mm-hmm. later find out it's pretty much a hotel full of assassins. Part of me is like, if I was John, I probably wouldn't go to a hotel full of assassins because that feels like, because you're probably wanting to hide from them if you're being co- wanted by, uh, you know, the well, Russian mob. Well, well, Alex, you know, speaking to the world but, building. Yeah. No, well, yeah. Speaking to the world building, um, the continental, the heart of the underground has rules. You can't do business on continental ground. So that's actually the perfect place to go because you may have assassins there who want to kill you like Perkins um, like other assassins probably but you know unlike Perkins they didn't do business on company ground continental ground so they're just like I'll wait for you to get off of continental ground then I'll go hunt you down and kill you but Perkins did so that's what happens with Perkins she breaks the cardinal rule you know you can't do that you can't do that Perkins she was like, you triple it, I'll kill him on continental grounds. And they did, and she didn't do it, unfortunately, but she did business, unfortunately. She broke the cardinal rule, like Clark Peter says, who plays Harry, the other assassin who gets fortunately murdered, said, you broke the cardinal rule. So him being there is actually a, a perfect a perfect choice, you know, as well as, you know, more to the world building, Alex. Um, uh, So Screen Junkies and Honest Trailers interviewed Leech and Stahelski back in the day, I remember watching this video where they say no innocents are killed in John Wick. The people who die 
are all criminals. Criminals mm. and other assassins. They're not innocent. Like Jimmy, Jimmy knows John Wick is the one of the greatest assassins of all time. He sees the dead body in John Wick's house. Jimmy's like, okay, they fit together because they know how to... The cops know what these assassins are. And the cop, they have rules. The cops have rules, you know, and they don't, and they don't mix. They don't intertwine, you know, because of that. So him being on the continental makes sense because of the rules that of the, the rules of the assassin world have already been placed. There's a lot of rules about in the assassin's world, Alex, um, compared to that. So him going to the continental was a smart choice. You know, another rule is the coin, you know, you don't know, you don't know what these coins are valued. You don't know what the hell this coin is. You know, you give a coin for a cocktail. You give a coin for a room. You give a coin for an uh, for for a babysitting an assassin. It's just what does the coin mean? What's the coin? It's gold. It's just it's pure gold. It's gold. That's what it is. They deal in gold if you think about it. They just needed to make it into something that looks like currency. But it's really just gold. It's really their own currency. I mean, they yes. don't, I mean, think about it today that a lot of people don't really exchange gold as currency anymore. It's kind of an old mm-hmm. kind of fab. I mean, it's kind of, it's almost like a relic in terms of how we used to exchange with currency back in the day. Um, and, you know, the Continental, you know, what I was going to say is that about the whole thing with John not going to the Continental, but the but you know Continental is is almost like home base for for tag. Like if he's outside of the Continental, he's free game. Mm-hmm. But if he's in there, he can get he can get um, you know nothing's gonna happen to him. Yeah, he gets but, a doctor a suit. But I got a question for you, and here's something I noticed. So with Perkins trying to kill uh, John in the Continental, and it was uh, considered to be her breaking the cardinal rule mm-hmm. wouldn't Willem Dafoe's character technically be considered breaking the cardinal rule as well because he's shot from the outside uh yeah 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 so if, if you think about it yeah yeah um well technically if you think about it he's not on cardinal um continental ground he's in the he's in the he's in the room he's in the building next to it but Looking he's inflicting He's inflicting damage inside of the continental, though. You're right. So here's the thing, Alex. He, 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 yeah. You think, yeah, he, yeah. If you think about it, he did break the rules. He, he did, but he can kind of pawn it off on Perkins because guess what? He missed. He missed. Yeah. So then Perkins then proceeds to fight John Wick. So people can just put two. People can just kind of like say, "Oh, this is Perkins," and that's that. But then overall, at the end, Marcus then gets murdered. So it kind of doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also you could say that Marcus probably maybe he saw that Perkins or someone was coming to his room. He probably assumed someone was going to kill him anyway. And so even though Marcus saved John later on, and even though he had the there was the contract going on, Mm -hmm. he probably shot the pillow just warning John to wake up and be aware. You know, it could have been like that. But no, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really matter regardless because essentially Marcus gets killed. But it's, it's an interesting question to think about, you know, for the uh, later films. Because I, I really love the idea of this place being the safe haven for where business can't be done, but outside mm-hmm. of it, it can. Um, 
and that 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 was that was probably the most intriguing part about the the movie itself was you know this world of assassins and it's about to burst open with all these other films that we're about to watch mm-hmm. too so yeah fun fact about john wick john wick was actually named after uh the screenwriter derek's grandfather oh yeah. really yeah yeah costa's grandfather fan uh yeah one of his name his no. last name was wick i don't know i don't know for a fact uh let me see let me let me double check before blah 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 spend years his early films blah, 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 blah. son did nothing to pair for the success of john wick the screenplay stated as a film called scorn but changed it quickly after keanu reeves signed on to play the re- lead he convinced Colset to change not just the film's title but also the name of its main character John Wick is an undeniably cool name, but Reeves and Colstead didn't come up by it at random. It's actually the name of Colstead's grandfather, who the writer says, ironically, has never seen any of the films. Hmm. So John Wick's a real person. Technically. <laughs> no, not technically, Alex. He's a real person. But just not the John Wick we know. Yeah. Um, But Alex, now let's get it right into like the last 20 minutes. I want to talk about what really makes the movie the movie. The action. Yeah. The action. Um. This movie has kind of gotten called gun fu, a gun fu action movie. Yeah. Uh it's it's you know, you know, it's kind of inspired by noir, spaghetti westerns, crime thrillers, action movies, and kind of like a big old melting pot of action pieces. But you know, gun fu, you know, kind of like using the gun, hitting people with the gun, doing a jujitsu with the gun. It's all about the gun. What was your one of your favorite scenes? Action pieces in this movie. Action pieces, not scenes. Action pieces. Something that you're like, whoa, that's pretty cool. The action piece in, you know, I, like I mentioned earlier in the club was was really, really cool. I mean, just combined with the music and just the choreography that went into it. And also how the set design looked. How he like maneuvered his way around and started, you know, blocking shots and came around and, f- and did flips. Even the, how- the house scene was really dope as well. And um, what I also got to say about, you know, this gun fu, this movie really inspired a whole genre of, or kind of revitalized the action genre, action genre in yeah. a new way. Um, I mean, I really think my whole honest belief is that this movie was heavily inspired, you know, by those 80s action films. But I think the Raid and Raid 2 really was the cornerstone for um, boosting this film up. And... Mm-hmm. Inspired films such as like Nobody or The Protege or um, just just a whole slew of films. But um, no, it, it but yeah, like that club scene kind of combines like a noir, suave action film um, meets kind of like this has almost like almost like a dark 80s vibe to it. But I, I, I just love that action piece all over, you know, all together, you know. Which, uh, so the the club scene, right? The, the red, cir- the red, the red circle. Yeah, which I think is an homage to uh, there's a, I think it was an old foreign film that was an action thriller called The Red Circle. It was a mm-hmm. French film. Yeah, so I mean that there's a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot of you know we talked about this like Criterion Collection, all the the French New Wave stuff, like action films. Uh, I think a lot of that was also inspired in here. We talk about like Liz Samurai and all those, and I I even think um. It mm. came out the same year too. I think Drive, you know, Drive kind of has a similar vibe to this as well. You know, with Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. 
more more of more facts about the the action pieces john um john wick keanu reeves <laughs> um <laughs> did all does all his action did all his yep. action stunts that's him well which actually then you know kind of creates great shots for the directors right so they don't have to swap people out no they don't have to swap no, nobody out and um one of the action scenes that i've start to love right because of what seeing some behind the scenes footage of it it's not it's not one of the big ones not like the fight scenes or uh, you know the, the club scene the club scene's phenomenal it's the scene where john is driving his car hitting the this the, the big old suburbans and he's smacking them and avi mayhem from the allstate commercials um is running away and he shoots at john wick and he's shooting at john wick bad decision Terrible decision. Stupid decision. <laughs> Terrible. Um, horrible decision. Just run away, dog. Um, John Wick then shoots him. You know, he shoots him either in the gut or the leg. I don't know what. And then he, John is driving his car at him. And I'm saying, I'm thinking John's going to like just run him over. Like, just like, a, just like run him over. Like, I'm done, I'm done killing you pretty. I'm gonna just going to run you over, you know? And he then, Keanu turn, turns the car and he's going, and Avi then comes crashing through the passenger window, and just like, and then, and then he like, and then slides out. Then there's like this, and then the zoom shot of of Keanu, like you know. So I'm like, when I first initially saw it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw the behind the scenes footage where that was actually Keanu Reeves driving the car, spinning the car. And having mayhem from the Allstate commercials run through the window, yeah. seeing that because Keanu, if they had to switch it, if they had to switch drivers, if Keanu didn't know how to drive the car, they couldn't do that scene where it was a zoom in on Keanu Reeves. They couldn't do it. They're like, we couldn't do that scene because it, the cut would have been kind of shit. It would have been not very good. Yeah. But due to the fact that Keanu was driving the car, we could do that because Keanu was the star and we could do that. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty awesome to, to think about. That was pretty dope. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. That was pretty nice. There was a lot of foreshadowing, too, with him driving around. And, you know, um, what I also really love about this movie, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, was the fact, you know, the film is kind of personal in a sense that, you know, he's doing this because of revenge, of course, uh, from the death Next, we haven't even talked about the personal aspect of this film. Now, let's talk yeah. about it a little bit more. You know, it stems from his wife dying and his Seven wife then giving him a dog. Yeah. as a connection to her and Alfie Allen murders the dog. Yeah. Well, what do you think that, what do you, what do you think of that? Like, like that, emo like that was the emotional trigger. Like, yeah. I mean, look, it sounds, sounds kind of goofy out of context. The guy who goes after these Russian gangsters after killing his dog. But the mm -hmm. fact on top of it is this dog was the last gift given to him from his wife. And yet, you know, she mentions the letter, even though there's the car, think about this. And, you know, it's an actual living, breathing thing. And he can actually, you know, um, live with it, appreciate it. You know, it moves. It, 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 it It's, you know, it's, a, it's almost just reminds him of his wife um, in a sense. And it's that adds that person out because everyone loves dogs. It's a cute little mm -hmm. beagle dog. So, I mean, yeah. But um, what's even... Uh, crazier like that scene with him driving in the beginning on that uh near that airport hangar mm -hmm. you know he's testing his luck 
I think he's like he's sort of almost suicidal because he's about to run into that thing. Yeah, he's trying to drive around those trucks. He's testing his luck. You know, he's like, I don't care if I die, but you know, I'm 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 pissed and there's nothing I can do about it. But yeah, he's just testing his luck. But then that comes later into the film towards the end where he's trying to dodge those cars. And even though that's his that car gets beat up, it's not his actual car, but still like when he pulls on mayhem, he kind of does that same maneuver next to that truck, you know? So, but, um, no, the film I think really is enhanced with the concept of the, of the continental and the hitman stuff, but uh, applied with that is the, the personal angle John comes from and what he's going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 What do you think about a bridge of Moynihan, uh, had a great had as one of the best one of the most important characters in this movie, even though she's only in like three scenes. Um, and it's just a tremendous, tremendous film. You know, it's it's really, really good. Um I, I did I just I, did, I just I, did, I didn't I didn't think they were gonna show us the dog be, being dead. Yeah, you know, I think I think the scene where let's talk about like the dog, like they just beat up John and they killed the dog. Right. And then at the end where we're kind of but here's the thing, Alex, here's the thing that's the, the, the messed up part. Chad and Dave did. David did. There's a trail of blood. And they're the cameras following the trail. Yeah. And it's the dog. The dog. And I think I, the reason I think it's more messed up, I, I have this, they, they made you, here's the thing, Alex. They made you think of how they killed the dog. They don't show you the dog. They show you the aftermath of the dog dying, but they don't tell you how it dug. So you start thinking, how did they kill the dog? Did they shoot the dog? Did they cut the dog? Did they beat the dog? You just start thinking about what happened to the dog and you start, your, your mind starts messing with you. And then my, you know what my mind did, Alex? The dog, they shot the dog, and the dog was bleeding. But the dog would crawled to John. That's why there's a trail wow. of blood. A trail of blood to John. I didn't dog. think about that, yeah. So that's it would be weird if they just dragged the dog to make the trail, right? It would be weird. Kind of like shoot the dog, leave the dog right there. I thought they would I pick they, him up. I thought they yeah, would pick they him would, up and put him. They would pick I was him like, up and no, drop doesn't him. make sense. Unless- and then you... It, they, and then it'll be like little little drips, but you see a Damn. trail of blood. Damn, yeah. The dog. It, 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 went, to, it went to John Alex. Yeah, they couldn't show you can share that. They couldn't show that. They couldn't show that. But I know no. what they did. No, those sick bastards. Yeah, sick. This Jack film. Getting David Lynch is sick. This film was so expertly like choreographed and storyboarded in a sense that like it tells you so much without actually uh, it tells you so much without actually like explaining it out loud. It shows mm-hmm. you it, you know. Yeah. Um, I even thought about this too because um, I didn't know about this, but you know how I think Keanu is like personal life. You know, he lost his wife like real mm-hmm. early on. I'm wondering if this was like this movie is very personal for him. And I think you can kind of see that like mm-hmm. in the very beginning, you know what I mean? Um, and, but yeah, that, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Just how, um, 
you know, those little moments like that dog thing you mentioned is is there. So I didn't even think about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, you know, you kill the dog, you pick it up, you drop it. There's little blood spats, but there's a trail. So the trail. dog, the dog with his little doggy legs crawled to John and, yeah. and died right next to John. Yeah. Oh my God, man. It's, it's sick, sad. sick human beings. Yeah. Sick human beings. And I'm just like, wow. Like when I when I was Alex, I you know how I thought about that? You know when I thought about that? When I was watching it last night. Like when I was watching it last night, I was like, "Why is that? Why are they following the trail of blood?" And I started thinking, "I'm like, oh yeah." It finally clicked on me. It finally clicked. Like it finally clicked. I'm like, the dog, Pat. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Crawled its way to John. Mm-hmm. It was. It was, it was, it was a, it's a great movie, man. It's a great movie, Alex. What are your overall thoughts on John Wick, man? Um, the fact that this movie kind of revitalized one Keanu Reeves's. I I don't want to say his career was dying, but I mean I think we're kind of in the Keanu sense now. I think it kind of really revitalized his, uh, you know, put more of a spotlight on him, mm-hmm. gave him uh, more of a career, uh, boosted his career pretty much. Um. This revitalized the action genre in a new light, and uh, for the inspiration of gun fu and in Korean action cinema, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, what this franchise means for original storytelling and and uh, being told extra well, it really it shows how that can be done uh, intriguingly, and also a film that is on a lower budget, an action film that's on a lower budget can work, even you don't have all this big explosions of cgi and everything like that i think that also kind of coincides with the horror films we get nowadays that are very low budget stuff from blumhouse ray 24 you know um because it does have those horror thriller vibes as well but um i think this film is just very inspirational it's iconic and uh this franchise is is uh is, is, is well it, it's just it's really well done um I, I fairly I fairly enjoyed the first one of mm-hmm. the this series, you know. So, yeah. so my you? thoughts are: it's a phenomenal movie. It's a great movie. Ten out of ten. Uh, it tells world building very well. World building is the hardest thing in Hollywood to, to do. Creating a world, creating a, a kind of like a a connected universe. If you think about it, it's it's pretty hard to do. It's pretty hard. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and the action is very elegant. It's not mindless action either. The action is very poignant and very, you know, needed. You need the action. It's not like let's just have two dudes fighting on a cliff for no reason. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like this. No, it's not. It's like there's very specific reasons to this, and it's a very simple premise. You know, sometimes simplicity is the way to go. Yes. And yeah. they kept it simple. Mm-hmm. Wife died. Dog was the connection to the wife. Russian gangsters killed the dog, stole the car. Now I'm going to kill you. For sure. Simple. Yeah. Very simple. You know his motivation. You know what he's going to do. And I loved how all the assassins, when they kept seeing him, they're asking him, you back working? Because they all knew who, the, who, who head honcho is. Who's the man? It's him. 
He's mm-hmm. that dude. And they 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 show you and tell you. They tell you via the assassins and they show you by their facial expressions and how they react to him. Yeah. So there's that phenomenal directing. Phenomenal. Keanu Reeves doing his own stunts helps the directors a lot tremendously. Keanu is the ultimate professional. He yeah. comes to work and I love Keanu Reeves. Love this movie. Great movie all around. Great phenomenal movie, yeah. movie all around. Um, well, Alex, I think that's it. Absolutely. I think I think that's it. Um, Alex, where can people find you, man? I'm here. Just doing graphics and popping up on these reviews uh these reviews sometimes and uh maybe e and b every once in a while but uh yeah oh yeah let's see let's talk about that apparently you also have a new title at, yeah, at this channel producer right? credit producer you, credit you are producer E&B. of e and b you are eva yeah. longoria oh i don't i don't know if i can live up to those standards buddy but we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what uh, happens. but you guys i'm ferris madonna from here on the let's get ready network channel as well Um, you can uh, find me here on the Let's Get Ready Network, um, the Let's Get Ready Network, uh, the OG channel. I show up on EB sometimes. I show up on the reviews a lot, of, most of the times. Um, you also can find me every Monday, three o'clock Pacific, six o'clock Eastern. Well, maybe not, not maybe not Mondays anymore. Just uh, Mondays. Um, this last Monday. Um. Uh, good friends, better rivals. We may, we we end up having to move that show uh, due to jobs and schedules. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, so keep your keep your eye on uh, eye on that. Um, so there's that, as well as um. Yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for uh for showing up. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to this uh subscribe to this channel, and turn that notification bell icon. On that note, everyone, uh, y'all have some y'all have a wonderful night. Stay safe and be smooth.